With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back for our picks uh, for week 11 of the NFL season. Yes, week 11. We have made it this far, and uh, you have too. If you're a listener, you've decided that our picks are at least worth something to you, even though we don't (laughs) always get them right. Um, you enjoy him apparently, and uh, for those of you who we've won some money with our betting locks, uh, congratulations. Uh, for those who we've lost some money, uh, we're sorry, and uh, we'll try to make up for it this week. Uh, Dylan, uh, looking at the schedule this week, uh, we were kind of going through our picks and trying to to make our decisions. We actually have a lot that are very similar, and uh, there are not many differences this week, although uh, we both have an upset that I think yours is probably a little bit more uh, understandable for a lot of people than mine, but uh, hey, that's why I am the current picks leader when it comes to uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're, you took a lead. I think most of the season I've had a slight edge. I mean, a lot of our picks for you know big favorites were going to be kind of similar this week i don't have a big opportunity to gain much ground on you it looks like we again are <laughs> are thinking the same way on a lot of these but we'll see uh, hopefully i can get a uh, i think there's a shot at, at gaining those two games back on you and us being even but uh in terms of people listening i hope they just enjoy our conversations about the games because if they are just here for the picks i mean it's not gonna it's not gonna vote incredibly well i mean we have a winning record but um if we're betting on the spread each time it's not going to be perfect it's going to be in the in between there <laughs> yeah uh we may sound a little better next season on when it comes to the spread uh, we'll have to go out back and evaluate uh in the off season and, and figure out where we went wrong on some of these but yeah it's uh we are it's a pretty close race but like you said there are two games in particular this week that could swing it in your favor and i will admit i did change the result of one of my picks just because i thought about it i'm like you know what this is sort of risky i'm gonna go with the same one dylan picks that way you can't really gain up any ground on me because we both could lose this one instead of uh me just losing it so uh, i have 
have to be strategic here the rest of the way. I have to play more defense than offense on some of these. So, uh, speaking of that, let's start with the Thursday night game, which uh, we will not spend a ton of time on. You guys will be listening to this either during the game or after the game. Um, And that is, of course, the Steelers heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns, who are three-point favorites. Uh, This week's uh, primetime slate, uh, not maybe – it's not going to be as good as this past week. I think we can say that. However – there are still three pretty interesting matchups, and this is one of them. Uh, with the Steelers playing as well as they have on defense, we talked about the Steelers possibly reeling off a ton of wins here in a row. Uh, we went through their schedule on the previous episode, so if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it because we sort of documented how the Steelers could legitimately win uh, I don't know how many games in a row because they've already won mm-hmm. several, of course, uh, but they could keep the streak going here based on their schedule. However, Dylan, I am again back to this well that I seemingly go back to time after time. Uh, I've been wrong many a times, but I finally got one right last week. It wasn't a pretty effort for the Browns, but I did pick them to beat the Bills, and I'm going to do the same here to pick them to stop the Steelers' streak, even though I'm very high on the Steelers. I just feel like in a primetime game, the Browns, as frustrated as we've been with them, I just feel like they're going to somehow find a way to win this game. And then you look at the rest of their schedule, and they could easily reel off a lot of wins in a row if they can get this one. Yeah, if the Browns want to get in the playoffs, not just for tie-breaking purposes, but overall, they're going to have to win tonight and continually each week. And as you just mentioned, they have the schedule to do that. I'm. This is going to be my upset of the week. I don't feel like it's really that much of an upset. I think it's kind of a toss-up of a game, but the Browns are three-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Steelers here to keep – their uh, winning streak rolling up to five games. Their defensive line has been just spectacular, and we're, this is a Browns offensive line that's in at least the same shape as the Rams, if not even a little worse. So I see them kind of having a similar week in terms of getting to the Baker and forcing a lot of pressure. If the Browns are going to have any success, they need Nick Chubb to have another big game. Their defense at times played well against the Bills, uh, an offense that isn't all that different than Pittsburgh in, in, in terms of its uh, productivity, not exactly one that's going to strike fear into opposing defenses. I, I think it's going to be a close, low-scoring, ugly. This is more of the – we've had so many good Thursday night games this year. If we really look over the schedule, it's been surprising how many have been great games. This year, I think – or this week, I think this is going back to our roots of Thursday night football. What it's all about is ugly, <laughs> uh, mistake-filled uh, drama. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's fun to have these games between the Browns and Steelers mean something, even if the Browns are 3-6 and six and trying to get back in the race. I think – uh, compared to you know a lot of past seasons, this is one rivalry that's been kind of dormant uh, with the Steelers dominating. Maybe the Browns will get the better of them in the next uh, matchup coming up here or in a few weeks or a few seasons down the line. But to- tonight, I think the uh, Steelers are going to find a way to win it. And uh, with that, I think Cleveland's playoff hopes will pretty much be done at that point. Yeah, probably will be if they lose this game. Uh, I guess the only advice we have for Browns fans is uh, the same that, that Baker Mayfield offered early in the week to please be quiet when the Browns are on offense and uh, – <laughs> I I just can't. I can't with this guy sometimes. He just um I I don't know. His awareness on some of the stuff that he says, I just I don't see it. And um we'll see. But uh, yeah, I could have easily went with the Steelers uh for fantasy purposes. I'm struggling because as we know in the clutch points league, this is well documented. I have both the Steelers and the Browns defenses, and I'm sitting here wondering which one to play. Uh, I think I'm going to actually go with the Steelers. Even though I'm picking the Browns, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity 
for the Steelers to to maybe wreak havoc and get sacks, like you said, with the offensive line. Uh, but I, I just don't – I don't know. I don't trust Mason Rudolph enough to win this game, and I think that's where I may lean on the Browns here and, like I said, make them the pick. Uh, but it should be a good game, like you said. This should be a, a good game, even if it's a little bit uglier than the ones we've seen uh, in recent weeks. Uh, all right, next up, the Cowboys are at the Lions. Cowboys are three-point favorites in this one. Um, I think this is one where it's just – based on how that Vikings – Vikings game unfolded for the Cowboys there the Cowboys I guess I guess you could say it's sort of a must-win situation because they can't afford to lose this game and so I you know looking at the rest of their schedule I don't know maybe must wins putting it a little too strongly but all things considered you should be able to beat the Lions on the road when Matthew Stafford's probably not going to play so for me that probably makes the Cowboys the better pick here yeah, I've picked a lot against the Cowboys this season and a lot for the Lions. Uh, I'm going to flip it here. I'm going to actually make this my lock of the week with the Cowboys as a three-point spread. I think after, you know, they, they played well against the Vikings, and that's a solid team. And as much as I've criticized them for losing to better competition and not really beating anyone other than the Eagles this year, I think without, yeah, without Stafford, I know it's a road game, but the Lions environment's not exactly uh, one of the more hostile ones in the NFL. No, no, not to be no offense yeah. to Lions fans it's, it's a product <laughs> partially of the building itself but I, I think the Cowboys will come in their offense still uh, overall still at the top of DVOR rankings uh, you know running passing whatever you want to see I think Dak has a big week the Lions defense has been reeling for a while and even if Dallas's defense continues to not exactly impress to the uh, way that their fans and a lot of people thought they might be able to I think they'll be able to do enough here it's a tougher opponent than the Bears last week and the Bears you know still had a lot of success against the Lions I don't think this defense is gonna be able to really slow down the Cowboys all day so that's why I'm making my lock of the week as a three-point road uh, favorite would not not exactly the road favorites are uh, you know a lot of times pretty dangerous as anyone that bets quite a bit knows but I think in this one they have the advantage in a lot of ways I just don't see unless the Cowboys play really down to their competition we have seen that obviously when they lost the Jets so but I think this one with uh, you know going into this one week 10 or 10th game for them so I really need the win if they were gonna uh, not just win their division but get into the playoffs if they lose this one it's going to be uh the headlines are going to be crazy going into next week yeah i was going to say i I did sort of backtrack on the must win but now i'm going to go back to it so i'm actually going to backtrack twice here (laughs) because i actually think it is when you consider of course they do play the patriots next week then they've got the bills at the bears the rams at the eagles so there's no guarantees that you know they're going to be able to find enough wins to to be able to win that division or get in the playoffs so they really need to win this one uh, against a team that that's probably not going to make the playoffs so yeah big game for the cowboys and like you said uh the dallas uh, sports radio scene is going to be something uh if they lose this game and fall to five and five before they they head into uh new england next week for for a big game so uh all right that i actually did almost consider that my lock of the week that was the one i picked at first but we'll get to the one later <laughs> Uh, that I ended up changing it to. Speaking of changing, uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I changed one of my picks because I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really know which way I want to go here. I don't want Dylan to get ahead of me. Um, So (laughs) I'm just going to pick the same one he picked. I did originally have... Uh, the Colts, who are three-point favorites at home against the Jags. I had the Colts winning this game, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, the Jags are coming off the bye. They have Nick Foles back. Uh, the Colts have looked just terrible in recent weeks, as we know. Um, even in wins, even some of the games they've won, they haven't looked great. And then they lose to the Dolphins. Um, I know J- Jacoby Brissett's back, but I don't know. I-, I just think Leonard Fournette can have a big game here against this Colts team. 
Um, and with Nick Foles back, you feel like the, the passing game, I don't know. I mean, do I expect him to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns? No, but I, I do feel like it's a pretty good spot against a Colts team that is a little bit banged up. Uh, and just knowing what we've seen from the Colts, even with Brissett out, I know he hasn't played, but I, I still just I don't trust him. And I, I mean, I don't trust either one of these teams. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anyone, I guess, in the AFC South, but I'm going to lean on the Jags too to find a way to, to get the win here. Yeah, this was a tougher one for me to pick. I uh, Part of the equation for me came into Indianapolis's struggles against the run and obviously Jacksonville team, even with Foles coming back, that's going to rely on Leonard Fournette and trying to get that going again. It, uh, you know, this is another – I could have made this my upset of the week as well. Another three-point game where – you can really see it going both ways. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a tough one. I, I, it's just more of a gut feel on this one, which I usually don't try to do <laughs> too much. But I, I did like – I mean, it was really early in the year against the Chiefs defense that we know their struggles. But Foles did look like he was fitting in well. I think they'll pick up kind of right where they left off from there. Uh, the offense itself, it, you know, they've struggled at times when Minshew has struggled. But overall, when, when the quarterback play was solid, they've been solid. Uh, Colts defense that has improved, but still, I, mean, I, I just can't get the image of last week's game out of my head of uh, all the struggles they had in that one on offense. And yes, Jacoby Brissett coming back, you'd hope they'll be able to get things done. But I think th- I just have a feeling the Jaguars are going to find a way to win this one. Um, we'll, we'll see. Another one of these are our favorite games of the week every week, these AFC South battles. <laughs> Yeah, I, I probably I look down the list here. I think this is probably the toughest one for me to pick of the entire group. Um, <laughs> I just I don't think there's another game on the schedule that's as hard to pick as this one. And it has a fa- it has a fact to do with both teams have been inconsistent. We don't know what we're going to get from Nick Foles, and it's the AFC South. So put all that together, and uh, if you're someone putting money on this game, congratulations, you have way more confidence uh, and guts than I would have because I just I don't know what we're going to get here. Uh, but that's again that's life in the AFC South so um, all right we I mean maybe we can say the same about this next game because we've gone from feeling really confident about what's going to happen with one of these teams to not knowing now if this team has decided to reel off a playoff run Um, the Bills are at the Dolphins the Bills are six point favorites in this one Bills certainly didn't look great against the Browns last week Uh, the Dolphins meanwhile two in a row they're on a roll here dynasty is here (sighs) I'll be honest with you, man. I had a little, I had a little trouble with this one too, and I, I find that hard to believe that I've gotten myself to that point. But I, I really was very close to picking the Dolphins here um, yeah. because the Bills just aren't a team that is going to pretty their way to a big win against a bad team. As we've said many times over the weeks, it's just that it's going to be ugly. Like it's going to be an ugly game and the bills have let bad teams hang around case in point. The first time they played, um, I don't know. Like I am, <laughs> I'm picking the bills here, but I'm telling you, I never thought we'd be sitting here saying this, but I yeah, am I was... in no way confident about the bills winning this game on the road against the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, it, at first I just wish we could have the audio of you from a couple of weeks ago, even <laughs> not that long ago, just the, the tone, the change of tone of the, uh, it's time. Fin, fins up, baby. We got the, the dolphins train is if, if it's, uh, this is the time to jump on, but no, I mean, yeah, I think the bills, like you said, just the, not a, not a great performance, but one, they still could have eked out a win there. They've kind of played that kind of football all year. And that's, that's why I didn't pick them as my betting lock here at a six point favorite on the road. I, I have a feeling the dolphins are going to find a way to keep it close. Just given the way they 
they kind of have lately. But I still have enough trust in what Buffalo can do on offense. Um, Miami still ranks, you know, 31st in both offensive and defensive DVOA, despite their two-game winning streak. I think it, they're going to come back down to reality here. The, I think the Bills' defense that has struggled lately is going to respond and have a better performance. And I think Buffalo wins this one, probably covering. But again, I'm not going to make it my lock of the week. I just do not feel that comfortable <laughs> with uh, with this team in, in terms of all year they've really struggled against the spread against these worst opponents they've gotten wins and i think they will again uh, i think you know if they're gonna if they lose this one this is I, I know similar for a lot of these teams in these playoff races but you have to win these games these are the games that if you lose this and the season ends they're, they're the ones you're going to look back to not the losses to better teams these are the games you're going to look back to is the reason you didn't make the playoffs for the bills i think this could be the one that puts them over the edge especially with some of the tougher games coming up uh, one that they absolutely have to have Oh boy! I, I, the more we talk about this game, the more I I just want to lean towards the Dolphins, but I can't do it. Uh. I just can't. Um, I was saying the Bills were a playoff lock weeks ago, and now I've got them losing to the. They've uh, <laughs> even contemplating they're going to lose to the Dolphins. So uh, quite a swing on both teams in terms of opinion. But that is the NFL, where uh, your opinion can change very quickly on some of these teams. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll stick with the Bills. But uh, I would not be shocked if uh, we see an upset here. Uh, um, all right, next up, I don't think we're going to see an upset in this one. The Broncos are with the Vikings. The Vikings are 10.5-point favorites. Uh, Consider this as my lock of the week. I just don't see the Broncos putting up enough offense in this mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't think, you know, Brandon Allen making his first big start on the road against a really, really good team just does not feel like a good situation for that offense. The Vikings have a lot of momentum after that win over the Cowboys. Um, I think the Vikings – pretty much handily win this game although i i guess i should have made it my lock of the week but i think there's probably mm-hmm. a, a better one on the board yeah i mean there i don't know like i i really don't see a way denver does cover here like you're saying this this is probably one i could have done a lock yeah. over the cowboys but the three-point spread got me but yeah for the vikings I, you know obviously last week picked them to beat the cowboys i think they're going to keep rolling here a team that's uh, you know if, if regardless of whether they win their division or not i know we both picked separately on that i think it's a team that no one's going to want to play in the playoffs especially if Kirk cousins can at least perform uh you know towards the middle of the pack on the road in some of these games um and this one at home they've been just ridiculous at home and they have for the most part crushed some of the bad teams they've played not that the broncos are necessarily as bad as their record but with their quarterback play really difficult to pick against the vikings uh destroying them in this one um both sides of the ball it's just the you know denver's defense there was a lot of uh, optimism going into the year and they really have risen up uh the dvoa rankings quite a bit into the top 10 but this vikings offense still finds a way especially at home i don't think they're really gonna have a trouble running passing anything they want to do really I think it's so hard to run against the Vikings, and and that's probably the Broncos' best chance. And you know, I, I, because otherwise you're you're forcing again a young quarterback on the road to beat you. And I just don't see it. I don't think that Broncos are going to be able to find enough offense from this one. And this is certainly one you could see uh, maybe the the Vikings' defense picking up a, a defensive touchdown and that type of thing, returning a an interception or something. It just it feels like a, a great setup. Uh, for mm-hmm. the Vikings for sure and uh, yeah I don't I just don't see it I don't think it's going to be a, a very pretty game uh, by any means and I probably should have really considered this a little bit more uh, from my lock of the week all right <laughs> we go from that to the Saints are at the Bucks. the Saints are five and a half point favorites in this game coming off that uh, very surprising home loss to the Falcons and perhaps that was enough for me to tell you that this is going to oh, be 
my upset of the week. This is the one that I'm veering off course. I do this apparently with one of these every week or so. Uh, I always try to find one that I can convince myself. The NFL is crazy. It's wacky. There's going to be one somewhere that catches you off guard, and I think this could be it because the Saints just – I can't get that just awful performance against the Falcons out of my head because – it was really, really bad. And while you, you expect them, a team like this that has Sean Payton as the coach, Drew Brees as the quarterback, to bounce back, be much more focused in, in a game like this, uh, when you look at the Bucks, I mean, let's let's think about it. They haven't exactly played well. They're 3-6. and six. Uh, They barely hold, you know, hold on to beat the Cardinals. But if you go back to that game they played in New Orleans, the Bucks actually played pretty well in that mm-hmm. game. And, you know, they lost 31 to 24, but they played well enough. And my thing is, we know how good the Bucks have been against the run. So that, you know, Alvin Kamara is a different story and Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. You've got to stop both of those guys. And, and completely shutting them down is probably not going to be easy. But that does, it's a strength. And so you take away what maybe they're able to do. Yes, you make Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, but at the same time, you've got, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. You've mm-hmm. got all these guys that could put up enough points. So I'm going to talk myself into this being an upset. Um, I I can't say I feel great about it, but I had to find one somewhere that, again, we've seen this every week now seemingly. One's going to pop up somewhere. If you look at the entire board, I think maybe this is one of the better options. If you did feel good about it, Vegas would really have to reevaluate this spread. Then, yes, <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to, to feel great about picking a, a team to win that's a five point five uh, underdog at home. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Saints, but I do see. Well, I won't be completely shocked given what we just saw. Last, I, I was shocked when the Saints lost to the Falcons, but it, you know, if they follow up on a road, you know, that game was at home against the Falcon team that was really reeling. We've seen Tampa Bay play well. We saw them beat the, you know, the Rams aren't great, but they we saw them play well in that game. We saw them almost beat Seattle. They've had some of these performances where they uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of team where one week they look awful the next week they're you know scoring 30 plus points on a, on a decent defense I think the in this game New Orleans defense will bounce back I've, you know the Falcons have a lot of firepower and so does Tampa Bay but I think they're going to do enough things that's for some turnovers in this one I yeah you know, I just have a hard time seeing the Saints play that same kind of game two weeks in a row and I think their offense will do enough here I know Atlanta's defense is <laughs> really bad and so that that made that result even more shocking and tampa bay's defense isn't much better as you mentioned they'll be focused on stopping the run but i think the saints will get it going through the passing game i mean michael thomas had a big week last week i think they'll find a way really to convert some of these third downs and shorter third downs that usually we see the saints always converting that weren't happening last week um and yeah but if they if they do lose it will be really funny to if there'll be anyone out there a hot take artist that's going to say that (laughs) should teddy bridgewater be reinserted as the saints starting quarterback i I, obviously that's ridiculous if that does happen but i think the saints will do enough to win this one if they're if they're really going to be at that top tier of super bowl contenders like we believe they are they can't lose back-to-back weeks to the falcons and bucks yeah no uh they can't but uh i don't care i'm gonna i'm taking the bucks and uh i don't care that they can't uh that's what i'm going i mean with. they can and, they can definitely do well, it we'll hope, but we'll, we'll hope for re-evaluate. the best here yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's one of those weird games, divisional games, second time around you're playing. Um, you know, maybe you, you sort of tend to see those games be a bit closer than people think. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's not a bad spot at all uh, for this, you know, Tampa Bay team, especially. I, I think they can get enough in the passing game. It's just, again, it's going to come down to what it does all the time. It's going to come down to James Winston. And 
Uh, there you go. I'm banking on Jameis Winston. So that tells you all you need to know uh, about that pick. Uh, this next one will not be as pretty and could very well be one of the ugliest games of the week. The Jets are at the Redskins. Um, the Redskins are one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, this will not be an offensive lover's dream, I don't think, uh, because you still have no. you know Dwayne Haskins getting used to things there with the Redskins. Uh, Sam Darnold, although I have for some reason told you people to to pick him up as a fantasy option, there's no way I would ever start him with confidence. Um, and you've just got two teams that aren't any good. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's the best way to describe this game. You've got two teams that just aren't very good right now. And picking in, in that type of battle, it's basically flip a coin here uh, and decide who you're going to go with. For me, I guess I'll go with the Jets just because – I, I, I you know it's Dwayne Haskins hasn't looked great. Uh, I know the Jets haven't either, but I mean the Jets at least have a little momentum right now. So let's just go with them. Yeah, I kind of like in my mind uh, flipped the metaphorical coin. I think <laughs> on this one, I didn't put a ton of thought into this game. That's going to mean nothing to the uh, playoff race except for I mean the only thing it's going to contribute to is who gets uh, higher picks in the yeah. draft so in that case maybe both these teams should be trying to lose we're really blessed by the nfc east and the afc east playing this year getting to have the dolphins mm. play the redskins and now the jets redskins those <laughs> jets and dolphins playing each other twice it's just a lot of just quality uh, fun games for football twitter i guess that's the true winner here yeah. i i picked the jets i don't feel wonderful about it i could i could definitely see a game where adrian peterson finds a fountain of youth and darius guys comes back and they just run all over the jets and it doesn't end up really factoring in what Dwayne Haskins does. But, I, yeah, I just think Sam Darnold's going to have a decent week. I, we've seen him play better against bad te- uh, defenses. Um, obviously, the, you know, the Dolphins are one thing. but uh, So that's that gives me a little bit of hesitation. But all these teams are kind of bunched together in my mind. There's not really a lot separating them. So I'll, I'll go with the Jets. But, I, yeah, I mean, this is one that <laughs> I really could go either way. And, uh, I, yeah, I guess the only reason really to watch, unless you're a fan of the teams, is for fantasy purposes. But even then, we'll see what Le'Veon can do. I, we haven't seen Washington's defense really stop anyone that well. But, I mean, they did muck up that game against the 49ers, one of the best rushing teams in the NFL. So maybe Le'Veon will have another sour week for his fantasy <laughs> owners. Terry McLaurin, I could see him, you know, putting up a few points. But, uh, I don't know. Again, even for fantasy, this is uh, it's brutal to really think about it too uh, far. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy. I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking i'm like this is legitimately one of the most lackluster descriptions of a game we've ever had on this podcast <laughs> like as all the bad games we've had like it's just but we were excited for those bad games i was I, like the dolphins are gonna get the redskins and they almost did and then dolphins jets are gonna get their first win so we've had yeah more up more excitement i think this one i'm just like at this, this point is just uh <laughs> yeah like the dolphins were fun because you just you didn't know how they were gonna <laughs> lose like it was like you knew it was gonna be entertaining and it's like well how are they gonna find a way to lose there when they had that streak going this game's just like ugh. like these two teams just are are not necessarily fun to watch and it's just yeah it, it's going to be a grind i can't imagine uh that this is going to be one that that people are just clamoring over as the game of the week or anything uh so yes we've we've already just all right let's move on to the next game um <laughs> the falcons at the panthers uh, the panthers are five and a half point favorites in this one um, mm-hmm. You know, again, the Falcons coming off that big win, uh, are have they figured some things out? Uh, maybe they have, but 
I just don't think, even in a game like that, you sort of look at that as an anomaly more instead of saying that the Falcons are just turning the page and are all of a sudden going to be this dominant defense. Uh, I don't see that happening. Kyle Allen's back at home. Uh, This is good matchups for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. They have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I think this could be a sneaky sort of high-scoring type of game. But I just don't – I'm not ready to just say the Falcons are about to go win two straight division games against the two best teams in that division on the road. Um, I'm just – I'm not ready to go there yet. (laughs) Yeah, me either. I'd have to see maybe one more, and then maybe I'll start jumping on the idea that this team is finally playing up to the potential we thought they had before the year. I'm going to stick with the Panthers, but I I would – if I had to bet on the spread, I'd probably go with the Falcons covering – I could see their offense, like you're saying, still doing something. Brian Hill, if you pick them up in fantasy and you really need a running back, there's some bye weeks like Derrick Henry and both of my fantasy teams. That's going to be brutal. Tried to get Brian Hill. was not successful, (laughs) but I think he's a decent plug and play against uh, uh, Carolina. uh, As we've talked about a lot of times, they're the least efficient run defense in the NFL. So I I could see the Falcons putting up points again, kind of like they did last week and figuring it out enough through the air. Uh, but like you said, I mean, it's just really tough to go to that well twice for two road games in the division. A, Fal- a Panthers team that, you know, really battled and oh, it could have easily won that Packer game if a few different things went their way. Um, uh, you know, playing for, kind of for their playoff lives at this point, given how uh, the you know the two wild card teams are sitting here with two losses and um, both teams with two losses. So with the Panthers at five and four, they really need to win this one to get back into it. I think they're going to find a way to get it done, but I I do not feel great about them covering that five and a half point spread. I think it's a little bit high. And uh, even looking earlier this morning at some of these games, I always look at the ESPN Power Football Power Index, kind of where they do like these projections for the games. And they had this one. I think it was fifty, just over fifty percent for the Panthers winning, like not even fifty one percent. So they really yeah. they're they're all their stats really show that this could be a really close game yeah that's why i think you'll you probably see some scoring in this one and uh because i mean you know both both defenses are banged up a bit and i i don't know like like the over the over under on this one started at 54 it's down to 49 and a half but i still think Ooh, I'd, yeah, I'd go over that, that. <laughs> yeah like i would go over that i just don't i just feel like this is a situation where both defenses again are not playing particularly great and you're going to see probably a lot of passing here and so yeah i would i would take that i think this could be sort of one of the better games of the week kind of a sneaky uh, really good game potential here uh, for this one but yeah just not ready to to rely on the falcons just yet give me one more game like you said and maybe i'll get there (laughs) but uh speaking of games uh i have just made a a change on my list here (laughs) um it's i didn't change the winner but uh now that i think about it i'm like which game am i most excited for Mm -hmm. and i think it's hard to pick against uh the texans going to baltimore to play the ravens who are four point favorites in this one because of the two quarterbacks and uh, i mean you could legitimately probably look up and say i could pick the game of the week the rest of the way and it may mm. be the Ravens every single time because of what Lamar <laughs> Jackson does. And, I mean, he is yeah. undoubtedly the most exciting player in the league. And, and I know we were saying that about Patrick Mahomes last year. And certainly he's still right. I mean, they're probably, you know, one and two. There's no doubt. I mean, they're on that same level when they're both at their best. Uh, but what Lamar Jackson is doing right now is just something else. And uh, that makes this such a, a fun matchup between these two quarterbacks uh, it's it's one that you certainly you know you, you sit around and, and it is it's sort of uh, a game that has a lot of potential in terms of what these offenses could do and, and thinking about what Lamar Jackson could do against this Texans 
defense specifically, <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of possibilities. And I'm going to pick the Ravens here. I don't think you can pick against them at home. Uh, but this is going to be, I mean, again, it's it's my game of the week. I think this is mm-hmm. going to be really, really fun. And I know it, it's your game of the week too. So we'll just yep. go, we'll double up here. Yeah, it's really hard to, to pick against the Lamar Jackson, the Sean Watson matchup, like you're saying. I mean, these quarterbacks, if we're if we're lucky, these guys are going to be facing each other in big games for a long time in the AFC. So for as much as I talk about how the strength of the overall uh, conference in the NFC is better than the AFC, I think these two guys can lead. Uh, you know, we'll see uh, Brady's saying now he's going to play till 46, 47. But I think eventually, <laughs> if these guys play long enough, I don't know if Brady can play till 50. These guys will be the two quarterbacks kind of running this conference and trading blows in the playoffs. So this is the you know the first time we didn't get to see them play last year with uh, Lamar Jackson obviously taking over later in the season and them not playing the entire AFC South on their schedule. So it's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait. Uh, picking the Ravens, um, I, I almost thought about doing my lock of the week, but again, I mean Deshaun Watson can just go off. So I don't feel uh, like I can't really do that here. I can't say that uh, I feel really confident about the spread either way with Baltimore up by four, but they have a better defense. Uh, yes, Houston has defended the run pretty well, so I think this could be a game where a lot of fantasy owners of Raven receivers have been more frustrated with how well they run the ball. Maybe this week the Lamar Jackson's throwing it up a bit more. Obviously, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews owners feel fantastic after what he's been able to do. But I think some of these other guys like Willie Sneed could have a decent week. Obviously, Marquise Brown's going to be in there. So we'll see what the Ravens do through the air. I think regardless of the outcome, it's just going to be another really fun game. I don't see it really getting that ugly like we've seen some of these higher anticipated matchups. I think it lives up to the billing. I think it's safe to say if you have the choice between Texans Ravens and Jets Redskins uh this last five <laughs> minutes or so of this podcast has given you a pretty good idea of where to go on that one um I yeah I, I don't if know if you get that game over this in your market I would uh, uh, try to appeal that decision I as would, early as possible I would call your local station right now and say <laughs> I don't I don't care that I'm in New York I don't care that I'm in DC <laughs> give me the Texans and the Ravens over this um so mm-hmm. yes that's that's what I would suggest um, all right, we go into the uh, the afternoon slate. Uh, a couple, well, there's only three games here, I guess. Uh, sort of a light slate, but uh, mm-hmm. we start with the Cardinals at the 49ers. 11.5 point favorites are the Niners coming off of that loss to the Seahawks. Um, and, I mean, come on, you, you have to expect the Niners to bounce back here. Uh, I will say, I, I really never considered this as my lock of the week, though, which may be yep. a little surprising. Uh, but I don't feel confident that they're going to beat the Cardinals by, you know, 12 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know. This is one of those games where you're coming off of such a, it's not, I mean, it's, it's a deflating loss because it's your first loss of the season. But obviously you lose to a good team. But man, that was a, that was an exhausting game. Like yep. it was a, it was a very trying game for the Niners. Uh, and then to bounce back against a team that runs so many plays like the Cardinals are going to, uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't think, I don't see a scenario where the Cardinals win this game, but yeah. I do see a scenario where this is a lot closer uh, than people may think. I think Arizona is going to be able to do some of the things they did last time they played them in terms of running the ball. And as we talked about, that's the one thing San Francisco has struggled with. Uh, Obviously, Russell Wilson's a different cat, so can't really compare him to Kyler at this point. But I do think Kyler in their first matchup did some of the same things, keeping plays alive where this secondary that's been so dominant and they rely on their pass rush also. If if they're able to at least just extend the plays a bit, you take away of what really makes them so successful against uh, more pocket passers. So, uh, yeah, I'm picking the Niners. It's really hard to pick against them in this matchup. Uh, That would be a crazy upset pick um, with that 11 half point spread but yeah i'd never even thought about making this my lock of the week i won't be shocked if they cover but that you know it's just not one that i'm going to feel really good about 
And at, at this point in the year now, Arizona's surpassed San Francisco in offensive DVOA, which is just crazy. Um, and obviously a team that is much better running the ball than passing in Arizona, which fits well against San Francisco's defense. So I don't think it's a horrible matchup. It's just the, the overall talent of San Francisco's defense. I don't see it giving up too many points. I mean, obviously that Thursday night game a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Arizona easily could have pulled out. Going back to San Francisco in this one, uh, or at Santa Clara, I guess, yeah, with the home field advantage, I think they're just – we're really going to see the 49ers come out with, you know, determined to really prove something after last week. But like you said, that game is so emotionally draining, especially on Monday night to have this shorter week now than Arizona too. I think that could play a factor into the Niners possibly not running away with this one the way that uh, uh, Vegas has them going with. Yeah, it should be a pretty good game. I think this will – again, it, it probably – I think it is. I, I It's very deceiving on that spread because uh, I would be surprised if this is sort of a blowout, like you said, based on what happened last time between these two mm-hmm. and just what happened uh, in that Monday night game uh, for the Niners. So, um, all right. that's I didn't consider that one my lock of the week, but ultimately I made this next one my lock of the week. The Bengals are on the road at the Raiders. Ten-and-a-half-point favorites are the Raiders. Um, this is what I ultimately went with. Like I said, I was considering Cowboys-Lions, which you picked, but I just – the Bengals are so bad that even <laughs> – I, I know consistently over the years we've – We've made fun of the Raiders, and it seems like, you know, just when you think they're starting to turn a corner, they do something crazy. This could be one of those scenarios, but mm-hmm. I just do not see it. Um, the Raiders are coming off a big win. They're in the playoff race, as we've mentioned the past couple weeks, um, and they are playing just a bad, bad team. And, I, I you know, going in there, uh, knowing what the fans – I mean, it's just – I don't see a scenario here where the Bengals – are able to keep this thing close, and I just think the Raiders do whatever they want to do on offense, um, probably force several turnovers on defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this thing by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I I felt... Uh, pretty confident about making this a lock of the week as well decided not to double up on your pick for the second straight <laughs> week last week it was pretty successful so maybe i should have done it uh, yeah I, I mean both these defenses have been pretty bad i know the raiders have bounced back at certain points but they're still really low uh and overall you know just total stats uh, dvoa everything so for their playoff chances I, I as we talked about the raiders definitely could get in and i think it's it starts though with their offense they're one of the more balanced teams in the nfl at this point and there's no doubting it i mean Derek carr's playing probably better than he did when he won or was considered as an mvp candidate in 2016 their running game's great their offensive line even with injuries at certain points has really played really well as a total unit so i I think against the cincinnati defense this is at the bottom of the league in every stat really i think they're going to dominate i don't think it's going to be close at all and it's crazy to think uh, i was looking at this stat i forgot who tweeted it out the raiders haven't won against the bengals in 10 years almost exactly to the date it'll be about a week off (laughs) so uh, i mean uh, it coincides with what's been an ugly decade for the Raiders. A lot of good Bengal teams at certain points that weren't able to cash in. Hopefully, for the Raiders' sake, they're able to get in the playoffs here. It'll be a lot of fun, I think, if they are able to. And they, they need to win this one to continue their uh, their uh, march towards that point because there's a lot of teams still in the conversation. Yep, uh, it's a big game, and and this would be this would be like we'd go back to saying, oh boy, the Raiders are back if they were to lose this game. <laughs> I just, personnel-wise, I just think the Raiders are going to, again, do what they want in this Mm -hmm. game um, and should be able to uh, keep the Bengals winless here on the season. All right, uh, next up, the Patriots are at the Eagles. The Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, Consider this is my game of the week. This is what I changed it when we talked about the Ravens 
and the Texans, but you could probably just as easily uh, consider this one because it should be a great game. Uh, you've got two teams uh, that have Super Bowl aspirations, as we know. Things have gone a little bit better for the Patriots than the Eagles at this point. Uh, but like we said with the Cowboys, I mean, it was a situation where the Cowboys have to win this week against the Lions uh, because the Eagles, you know, that they're probably going to lose this game. I think by most mm-hmm. people think that they're going to lose this one. But, uh, I again, though, I wouldn't sort of put it against uh, the Eagles winning this game. And if you're the Cowboys, you know, playing the Lions and you're the Eagles playing the Patriots, uh, if the Cowboys lose to the Lions and the Eagles beat the Patriots, then, you know, we're having a different discussion here. Yeah. And it sort of changes the dynamic knowing that the Cowboys play at the Patriots next week. So I am picking the Patriots here, but uh, I, I do think this is a spot where we know the Eagles. They're going to come out with something to prove here, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get off to a really good start, uh, but I'm just not prepared to pick yeah. against the Patriots coming off of uh, a loss. And as we know, uh, when the Patriots come off a loss, it's sometimes not pretty for the opponents, <laughs> uh, especially when they've had a little bit of time to reflect on that yep. loss. Yeah, I was going to say, Belichick teams are just spectacular coming off bye weeks, and here they <laughs> have plenty of time to prepare for an Eagles team that – uh, you know they're they've been able to stop the run okay, and the Patriots for a lot of these teams that are able to do that have struggled at certain points. Their offense hasn't been what we expect it will be maybe by the end of the year, or what we've come to expect from New England in general. But I I just can't get the idea of the Eagles secondary not getting picked apart by Tom Brady. I just see it happening. I think the offensive line is still too good to to kind of fall apart and uh, let this pass rush of the Eagles, which has been pretty solid. I just don't think it's going to be able to quite get to Brady as many times as they want. There'll be a lot of quick uh, passes, and, and when they do get the shots open over the top, Brady's probably not going to miss. And on the flip side, the Eagles have played a lot better on offense and have had some better weeks lately. But this is a defense that, you know, yes – they gave up a lot of points to the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson had a special night. I just, I have a hard time picking, yeah, the Eagles to win this one. That would, that would take a lot of uh, shifting from just a couple of weeks ago to uh, feel like we'd be overreacting a little bit too much of that Ravens game if I did that. But you know, as you said, I won't be shocked if the Eagles come out and win this one. They're going to be really motivated. It should be a really good atmosphere. And yeah, probably uh, just below uh, Houston and Baltimore is my uh, game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Yep, should be a lot of fun uh, in that one. And uh, while that one could be a lot of fun, I think this next one uh, could oh, be baby. could be very frustrating <laughs> uh, because frustration has been the main theme for these two teams the bears at the rams six and a half point favorites the rams uh in prime time on sunday night um this is this is uh both teams have reached the danger zone i think we can uh say that with confidence because uh if either one of these teams want to make the playoffs this is a very very big game uh because you have the rams who are five and four you've got the bears who are in four and five uh the winner here feels i don't you know i guess they feel better about their chances of making the playoffs but they still have some work to do in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. And you've got two quarterbacks uh, that have not exactly played to their best uh, this season. <laughs> and um, that's why probably, you know, I think there are some people who expect this to be a pretty low scoring game because yeah. uh, we, we have seen these two offenses struggle uh, a lot more than, than I think people expected this season. The over under on this one is 40. Um, so this, yeah, it's not the matchup we were expecting. Although we, you know, we go back to last year in the playoffs and we saw how that game played out. Um, and you know, it's it's different this year though because those two teams were at a different level last year. Now you got two teams that are really just trying to 
you know, to sort of pretty much keep their season going. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't think I am in no way confident in picking the Rams to cover that six and a half point spread no. here. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think the Rams find a way to win this game. I would feel pretty good about betting the under, even with how low it is. Yeah. I, I These are two, at this point, two top five DVOA defenses, offenses that the Bears are in the bottom quarter, the Rams just barely above it. So I have a hard time seeing this coming down to um, you know, a shootout at the end of the game between Mitch Trubisky and Jared Goff, <laughs> especially with the state of that Rams offensive line. He, last year was much better state, and the Bears destroyed him in that game on that Sunday night, I believe it was as well. So, man, I, I, I'm picking the Rams to win. Uh, I feel like, you know, I've gotten burned by that pick a, a number of times. And in this one, I, it's it's more about the Bears, who I've I still, even though yeah. Matthew, I didn't know Matthew Stafford was going to be out, I still probably would have gone with the Lions of Driscoll. That's how how much how little faith I have in them. They have struggled at times defending the run. Maybe the Rams can get something going there. The Rams defense has been, despite their record, has been pretty elite this year, and they've been after years and years of really struggling against the run. They're third in DVOA against the run. Uh, their pass defense is okay, but uh, with Chicago's uh, lack of uh, ability to really get that going I see them kind of dominating on that end for the Rams it's going to be mostly about controlling the clock and controlling the ball I don't don't think we're going to see them uh, trying to throw down the field a ton it's going to be a lot of really short plays probably not the most exciting game um, but one that the Rams if they want to have a chance to get in the playoffs they have to win Um, there's going to be a lot of Bears fans there's a ton of uh, Chicago sports fans here in LA regarding on top of ones that will travel here so the atmosphere won't necessarily be a huge home field advantage but I, I do think the Rams have just more talent at this point and just I just feel a little bit better but uh, again their offensive line has un- undergone even more injuries on top of how bad it was already playing so you're going to see them go against this, this Bears front it could be pretty ugly in the trenches for both offensive lines this game yeah it's weird because you know I, dr- I had the Bears defense in fantasy early in the season and I ultimately dropped them as I said I just couldn't trust them mm-hmm. anymore and turned to the Steelers um, but it's like the one game I'm considering picking the Bears defense back up in a very in a smaller family league is one where they're playing the Rams. And like I never thought I'd be <laughs> in that position where I would even consider mm-hmm. that. But like you said, with that offensive line and those situations, I don't know, man. It's it is. It's a game. I, I we it's not going to be Jets Redskins ugly, but no. it could be a little <laughs> bit ugly um, in that sense, like you said, because the defenses have played very well and because the offenses have just not been what we thought they would be. Uh, so there's potential here for a very very low scoring game uh, in that one on Sunday night. Uh, all right, next up uh, the Monday night game, which uh, it's just uh, the, the Chiefs are three and a half point favorites against the Chargers Monday night in Mexico City. Uh, I will. The lead-in is going to be this. Adam Schefter has tweeted out since we started recording this podcast. Um, his tweet links to an ESPN story, and it says that uh, Patrick Mahomes says he is feeling the best he has all season as he <laughs> heads into Monday night's game in Mexico City against the Chargers. So for that, I maybe should have made this my lock of the week, knowing that that Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. feels the best he's felt all season. Uh, that is a worrisome issue for the Chargers, uh, especially knowing what we've seen from the Chargers in recent weeks. We can't trust them. I know you don't trust them. I'm taking the Chiefs here, and I almost should have just maybe said, you know what, let's scrap everything. Let's make this my lock of the week uh, because I know the Chiefs have kind of had their ups and downs. I know they lost that game against the Titans, but this mm-hmm. is a situation where I just I don't see a path for the Chargers winning this game. I haven't trusted them. I know the Chiefs' defense is bad, but mm-hmm. I just think the Chiefs' offense will have enough here to win this game. 
Yeah, I mean, if the Chargers are going to win, they're going to have to not only play really well, but the Chiefs are going to have to come out completely flat. I Their defense for the Chargers, they had the game against the Packers, but I still, uh, looking back at it, I wasn't sure how much it was really them or how, how well the Packers played. I, I think in this you know, an alternate environment here where both teams, no one's going to really have a home field advantage. I imagine there'll still be more people supporting Mahomes and the Chiefs just given his international popularity. So uh, we'll see. I, I Yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about them covering as well. I, if I had the pick between the two, I would. But the Chargers, again, have had these weird games where they randomly play super well or just do enough forced turnovers at certain points to keep it close. So um but i yeah i think mahomes is probably if, if that's regardless of whether that's true or not he still looked pretty solid last week regardless of how healthy he really was i think it's going to be an even even easier time against the state of the charger defense at this point and on the flip side i mean the, the chargers are going to have to would have to run so well against the chiefs to kind of do what derrick henry did last week and what we've seen other teams in the past do in terms of running the ball in kansas city and for kansas city i mean this is a game they they really it's not a must win by any means but they're they still got the pats on the schedule they still have some tough games and uh it's getting you know dicey with the where the raiders are at and where the the rest of the afc is if they if they lose this one i mean you at this point it is probably unlikely they're going to get a bye but you can completely kiss that goodbye if they if they uh, fall on this one so i'll be surprised if they don't come out and win this one fairly easily but uh, yeah the chargers man i don't know they every time i i want to doubt them completely they come out and they actually uh, at least cover or come close to it what a discussion it'll be on the podcast. If the Chiefs lose this game and the Raiders beat the Bengals, we are going into Week 12 talking about the Oakland Raiders as the team to beat in the AFC West. Uh, that would be quite a discussion uh, we would be having. Uh, but, like we said, we think the Chiefs are going to get the win here uh, to sort of stay on pace there at the top of that division. But, uh, yes, that will wrap up uh, our picks for Week 11 in the NFL and uh, a lot of – Potentially good games, uh, some potentially bad games, but uh, we'll see. Uh, it's yeah, the playoff race is on, and uh, we went through. Like I said, go back listen to our previous episode. We kind of went through the path to the playoffs for some of the AFC teams. We'll do that for the NFC teams uh, on our next episode when we talk about our Week Eleven takeaways. Uh, but for now, Dylan, we've got a lot of great stuff uh, to get people prepared for Week Eleven you know, over at Clutch Points and uh, other stuff uh, all around uh, sports as well. So uh, let everybody know where they can find everything yeah so with our clutch points app we've really been promoting that more with all these nba games trying to do with nfl as well so any subscribers we can get there we appreciate it uh, we have game coverage with uh you know live tweets videos interactions between fans on there so it's a good time there we have news for both our sports in those sections in the app as well um and then we have on clutchpoints.com at the podcast tab you can find establish the past podcast you can find our two nba podcasts our college basketball podcast so starting to have a little network here um so college basketball we I don't know. We, we might have to do a little shout out to Evansville here. I mean, I can't be a fan, not be a fan of them after that game. Uh, talk of uh, all sports that night. So yeah, uh, definitely check that out. And then uh, for all of our NFL content at ClutchPoints.com, you click on the NFL uh, section. There's a couple tabs there for it. If you search fantasy football, you get all of our fantasy articles. We'll have all the start and sit articles that are already out for different positions. We'll have our injury reports coming up. So lots of good stuff. Yep, uh, for sure. And uh, as you're saying all this, I'm looking ahead to lines for week 12 already. Of course, you see some of these come out really early uh, when you you look at uh, the week ahead. And there are some very interesting lines, which we're going to, I think, will change a bit after this week. But uh, there there are some 
in particular that are, that are very interesting. Right now. We'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, I, we'll, we'll hold off because I think some of these are, are very interesting, but uh, we'll go into those on the next episode. As we know, they'll change based on uh, the, the, what happens in the games this week, so we'll see. Uh, all right, yeah, like Dylan said, check out all that stuff. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, yeah, just uh, so much great stuff going on over at Clutch Points, uh, whether you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, any, whatever. Just just go find it. Uh, it's just it's great. It's great stuff and uh, gets you ready for, for all the games uh, in these different sports. Uh, so check it out. Subscribe. Get the app, all that. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.